Welcome to the Bitching Siblings Podcast. Today we all talk about our favorite bands and how we compare to the top 100. But before we get into that, I need to apologize. I did some editing here on this episode and it's too late to go back in and fix it. So there might be a few spots that you hear where the last word of a sentence is cut short. Uh, I have taken steps to ensure that shouldn't happen again, but enjoy. Let's start this off. Uh, welcome everyone to uh, Bitch and Siblings podcast. Uh, today we've got Jenny. Hi. Chris. Chris. Hey. Hi oh, sorry. Hey, I was just putting my headphones on. <laughs> and of course there's me. So Jenny, what's our topic tonight? Favorite bands. <laughs> I remember. Oh my god, I'm sorry you guys, it's been a day. It's a- is that is that uh of all time or is that just in our like right now? The, the oh, musicians? that's a good question because um just so you guys know, my list was made based on all time. Mine too. See, and that's kind of what I was thinking is like your top five of all time. Um and then like there can be some like runner ups or like honorable mentions or something, but like your top five. Like that your go-tos, always going to listen to them, never get tired of them. They're always going to be on your playlist. You know, all that kind of fun so here, stuff. So here's also a preface for before we even get into this. Um, I literally did group. I did not do solo artists. Okay. So. So is that a rule now we're ruling out solo artists? No, I'm just letting you guys know that I ruled it out of mine because initially when we came up with this topic, it was bands. So my thought went to groups. And not solo okay. artists. However, there are several solo artists that I would put on my list in place of some of them. Okay. So, Chris, do you want to tell us what your uh, number five is? I didn't put these together with a number. Oh, okay. 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 And I, I don't think I can. Because they all kind of, it just depends on the mood that I'm in, really. Right. That's fair. That's totally fair. So do we just want to say one and then move on to the next person and then go rounds like that? Or do we? Do you want me to just unload all top five? I don't know. I, I was kind maybe... of thinking going round robin is what I was thinking. Well, I, I was thinking that, but at the same time, I think some of us might overlap, but like where they fall on our list might be different. But like Chris said, he doesn't have his number. So maybe we do, yeah, like a round robin. Let's 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 do it that way. So Chris, let's, let's have you name one of them. Okay. Um... Very specific. This is not all time for the band, but I am a big fan of Beastie Boys early oh. 2000s, but most of it back in the 1900s because we're that old. God, don't say it like that. <laughs> Jesus. The 90s and the 80s Beastie Ugh. Boys. As soon as they started coming out with um, Hello Nasty, get the fuck out of here. What year was that? That was like 01. I want to say that was... Was it? Maybe 2000. Is that when they came out with um, Maybe it was Intergalactic? A yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, as soon as that came out, I I stopped really putting them up on my... But if if we're talking specific parts of the band's history, that would be included in my list as long as it's before 2000. Actually, okay. Amy, I think you might have... I think I think Hello Nasty actually came out in the 90s. I, I wanted to say 99. That was my thought. Because I thought Intergalactic was like 2000, 2000. That's um, what I was thinking. Maybe Hello Nasty was like their last one that was like, okay. I thought Intergalactic was a song on Hello Nasty. I, I think it is. Uh, so maybe it did. So uh, Hello Nasty was uh, July 14th, 1998. That's not, I, I think they were still good then. I don't know. As soon as that CD hit 
Intergalactic I, was on that album. Yeah. Yeah. I Interesting. It, that's when I stopped really Okay, but I loved Can't Stop Won't Stop on that album. I couldn't tell you which song that was. I didn't really listen to You that can't, CD you much. won't, and you don't stop. Oh, and that one also had Body Moving. I liked that. Something's different about the Beastie Boys when that that CD came out. And and that's totally fair. Um so I'll I'll go next. Beastie Boys was also on my list. Really? Yes. Not even in my top five. I'm so sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like them, but like they're not in my top five. But I think like I have a definite, I have a different, different taste for music, I think. Oh, we definitely, definitely do. Um, But when it, like, like Chris said, it's the mood that no matter what mood I'm in, I'm, I can always be in the mood for Beastie. Yeah. If I'm happy, I can put them on. If I'm like angry, I can put them on. If I'm sad, sad, not so much. So they're on your list, but they're not. Chris doesn't have his numbered. So where where do they fall on your your list? They are at okay. So I don't know that I like my numbering. Looking at this, <laughs> um, she's changing her mind. I, I I always am, and like this was very very hard for me because, like Chris said, it, it's really all about what mood you're in. I was gonna say so. Maybe you don't number it. Just your top five of all time that you could listen to any day, all day. Doesn't necessarily have to be like your number one. I don't have a number for them, but yeah, they were on my list as well. So that's funny. Two out of the three of us have Beasties Boys. That means something. It does. Yeah, I'll give it that. I mean, they're great. I would definitely say like top ten if I had to pick a top ten, top five. That's. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. What? Who's in yours? Top five. I'm not. I. I don't have them in a specific number again. Um. <laughs> But I guess I do have a number one. Okay, I'll put it that way. Uh, but and you guys might not even know this band name, but top five is uh Queensryche. Okay, okay, I've heard of them. Love Jessity Woman, Sweet Lucidity, um, or um, Silent Lucidity. Sorry, um, I just uh, just love them. Um, but they're tied in the top five because I would put them like towards the bottom of my top five, but they're tied with Rush. What? Rush the band Rush the, the the band Rush. Well, no, I I know the band, but I'm kind of surprised that that's on your list. Why Rush? That's yes. before your time. So, okay. In all fairness, <laughs> mine includes a band from before our time. So, I mean, Rush was still pretty prevalent in the '90s. Prevalent depends on your definition of prevalent. It also, I believe, it depends on who you were raised by and where you were raised. And who yeah. your influences were. And, who and Debbie is like my biggest influencer when it comes to, I will give Aunt Debbie, like she's the one who prior to having moved in with mom and her teaching me, I don't know that I would have had the plethora of music that I have. But like Rush and Queensryche are like tied for like the bottom of it. Of okay, mine. Chris, now that she's given us a second one, who's a, a second one for you? This one also... Is limited by time, same time frame, 90s, Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, almost put them on my list too. Almost. Didn't make the top five cut, but they're definitely in top 10. And you know, definitely. I say 90s, but I don't think they've made anything since the 90s. So, no, they did. They did. did. They? Yeah. They had an album. In- yeah, because um, Roland. Chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. That was yeah. in two thousands. Okay, so that was the two thousand or two thousand one. I I did like that one. Anything mm-hmm. after that, I'm not familiar with or I haven't heard of yet. So that's well, why they left because their bass player, which I can keep. Is that the one? Is that the one that always had like the the black contacts? Okay, yeah. 
That's creepy. Wes? Wes, thank you. Wes Borland or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he took yeah. off. So, yeah. did his own he, thing. He, he always kind of creeped me out, but I did I did like their I ad- I loved him because I feel like he was and okay, I'm going to get a lot of back. and I know they cannot be comparable cuz this person is is incomparable, but I feel like he is our generation quote unquote slack. I thought you were going somewhere else with that and I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Where did you think I was going with that? <laughs> The, the I just think you, he's actually the way quite your face talented. Looked, the way your face looked, I was afraid you were going to say Hendrix. And I'm like, oh, God, no, no, please don't say it. No, I, Slash is so distinctive. Like, you can yes. hear his work. You know his work. And yes. Wes, think it's Wes Borland. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody Google this while we're on here. Um, He's, I don't necessarily know that he's iconic in the sense that you can hear his, his work. But his work is very good. And doesn't matter what band he's with he holds his own and that's just so i agree with chris i think once he left that was like the the heart of the band for me isn't it wild how a a band is defined by the lead singer but not by the musician correct yes i I find that very odd the musicians whether it's a bass player the lead guitar or the drums i mean it doesn't matter how good they are it's the name of the person front manning the band that gets all the credit but it's usually the person who's the front liner of the band that throws them axel rose uh fred durst um who else what was it uh sammy hagar isn't not sammy hagar who's a uh, van halen not sammy hagar who was in van halen? fuck shit cannot think of it but like it's usually the front the front land that says or does something that just kind of throws or they get too big of a head yeah you know who else has a very distinctive sound um but also not a front man travis barker he's good Mm. when it comes to drums Mm -hmm. he's good yeah agreed that's who i listened to a lot when i was learning how to play the drums like not that i ever thought i could ever be that good but i wanted to right right what were you trying to do shoot for the moon (laughs) yeah because if you shoot for the moon at least you land in the stars well that's true. Or you don't make it off the launch pad. Okay, well, <laughs> that's probably what ended up with me, because, you know, I didn't do shit with it, and I can't keep a beat to save my life. In fact, quick thing, senior year of uh, choir, I was voted can't sing and snap at the same time. Nice. I didn't know that yes. was a thing. It, it was just like a choir thing within our high school. Yeah, I got to, I got unscheduled soloist. <laughs> I, oh. I didn't get voted for anything. I I still have that award. That's funny. We didn't actually end up getting awards. I just remembered that can't, I got oh. can't snap and sing at the same time. Hang on. It, it's within reach. Oh, my God. Do not have a school. This is going to be great. For everybody who's waiting here. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Most improved true. chorister. Okay. Okay. So there, there's one. Wait, what year was that? Uh, 96, 97. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Unscheduled <laughs> soloist. What does unscheduled soloist mean, Chris? It means he kind of took over the show. Well, uh, really what it meant was I would sing when I was not supposed to, and I didn't sing when I was supposed to. <laughs> He's always been against that patriarchy, let me tell you. <laughs> I do it my way. Yeah, he, he doesn't do well with authority. Didn't he say in another one, malicious compliance? Yes, yes, the Christmas one. <laughs> Malicious. Okay, compliance. so Amy, Chris gave us his number two Limp Bizkit. What's your what's what's a number two for you? Or not number two, but 
a second band. Okay. You know, one of us should be writing this down on who has what band and see how many of them were repetitive and how many are new. I'll let you hang on to that. Okay, let me... Because I don't got a pen. Let me get a word document. Oh, okay. Well, Chris gave us Beastie and Limp Biscuit. Beastie Boys, Limp Biscuit. I I got it started, you. Uh, And then I also gave you Beastie. And then you said Queensryche and Rush. Rush. Okay, my my next one, Boys to Men. Really? They, um... That's another 90s icon. Yes. um, My first cassette tape that wasn't, like, kids' music or classical, actually, was Boys to Men. In fact, actually, Mama bought that one for me for my birthday when we were out at Target together, um, the three of us. And it was like a pick my your... Mom? Yes, your mom. Um, she had the three of us, and she took us to Target, and she said, pick you know your choice in what you want. Um, and I picked Boys to Men, and Chris picked Pearl Jam. Pearl Why Jam do I 10. not remember this? I don't know, but I do remember that I picked Boys to Men, and he picked... Yep. I probably didn't get to pick anything because I was in trouble and it was a natural consequence for me to not be able to pick something out or I picked something out and she didn't think it was appropriate. So she made me pick something. That was probably the case. It was like it was since we all are around the same time for our birthdays. It was a like we were doing something together for our birthday. I do not remember that because I have like the most immaculate memory and I could not. Okay, so so far we have Beastie Boys, Limp Bizkit, Rush, Queensryche. Boys. Um. Okay. So my other one is um, the Beatles. That's a good one. Almost made my top five. Did not quite make it. I feel like their music is always gonna be like over every generation, just because it was so like each album was so different from the the one before. That like their 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 sound is very obvious. Like you always know it's the beat. Like you <laughs> always know it's the Beatles, but it's so different. It's never the same song. Where some bands have a tendency to sound the same over and over and over again. Like Sgt. Pepper. Like, that is so different than some of their other, like, albums. Than like, A Hard Day's Night. Yeah, but they're so iconic. Which is different from Revolver. Or what's that one? Oh, my God, I cannot even think of it. Abbey Road. You mm. know, like, yeah. I sang a lot of those songs in high school. Yes, we did. <laughs> so Chris and I went to the same high school, and every yeah. spring we had this concert called Cabaret. And, oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and every year, no matter what the theme of Cabaret was, we had a set for Blacklight Beatles. And it was, we were all in black and we had white gloves and white socks and black hands. Mm. Such a good time, man. So does anybody else have that in their top five or is that just me? Like I said, almost made it. Didn't quite make it for me. Okay. I've got more loud and obnoxious people in my list. Uh, my next I'm, one. I'm actually, I'm actually waiting to hear more of his because I feel like I had a hard time coming up with mine and I'm like, and like, I couldn't think of anything and I have a feeling I'm going to cross over a lot with Chris's. Amy, was Beastie Boys in your top five? Yes, because I'm writing these down a bit. Who was your number? Never mind. Okay, so who's your next one? My next one also falls under the 90s caveat, um, Linkin Park. Really? Now, uh, Go ahead and add that to Chris and me. Really? Yes. Now, I will accept uh, Hybrid Theory, Meteora, Reanimation, and, uh, uh, oh gosh. Minutes to Midnight? No, that's Fort Minor. Isn't that? Minutes to Midnight? Isn't that? Isn't that Fort no. Minor when they did the switch over? No. When they got to Fort Minor, they started that singing like like a like a goth. So it was it was just different music to me. I don't know. But Hybrid Theory and, and uh, Meteora, oof, good shit. 
track number that's the cd there that that minutes to midnight cd that's when everything changed for me i do you're right it, it that was lincoln park that's also the one that had the um transformers yeah uh title song yeah they got a little squishy on that cd soft <laughs> jenny's face is just like they were so they weren't rock anymore they were just kind of like they were they More were poppy. radio rock yeah. Okay, so then I have a question for you. And this is going to sound rough, but uh, okay, so when I had A, I had a midwife. We were in a hospital, but I had a midwife and we were able to listen to music and whatever. And to this day, I don't know if it was a 311 song or if it was a Linkin That's Park a song. That's a good band, too. That yes, is a good band. a good band. So I can't remember. And for the life of me, nobody has been able to narrow this down. But it was, I want to say it was one of the last songs on the album, and it had a very, like it almost sounded like it, like it was almost like a song China, like the way that they played the strings, and it was a very slow, calming song. I don't know if it was 311 or Linkin Park, but that is the song Aiden was born to. Based on what I know, I don't think it was Linkin Park. Chris, do you know what it is then? Because it's one of the two. I think it was Linkin Park. On that CD, that Minutes to Midnight CD, they were kind of squishy. And there was some kind of slow-moving, uh, pretty-sounding songs. But that's the song Aiden was born to. Okay, it couldn't have been Minutes to Midnight because that album didn't get released until 2007. Okay, so it would have been, obviously, before. It would have had to have been at the latest, I believe. And nobody can find this song for me. But, like, I remember giving birth to this song. And it had to have been 311 or Linkin Park or no, it had to have been one of the two. And I don't think it was 311 just because I. I, They weren't really making music then. Okay, so Meteora was released in March of 03. Okay, so what is the last song on that album? If you can play it, but I'll have to cut it out. Okay, so Linkin Park is Chris and that's on your list, too. Yes, it is. You guys definitely have the same. Okay, so. We we do. Um, anybody a- ever asks me uh, where my music taste comes from, I always credit Chris because really? Chris got me into Beastie Boys. Um, Chris got me into Pearl Jam, um, Nirvana. Hush your mouth. What? Nirvana's in my top. Oh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, that should have been in mine. <laughs> should have been. I didn't even. I didn't even. It think. didn't cross his mind. No. Oh, okay, so, so Amy, even though Lincoln Park was in your top and you're with Chris, no, what's your another one for you? I've that, that I've already given you three of mine. So my top, one of my top fives, is Nirvana. Good choice. That was my next one. I just you cannot the oh my god, and 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 they rival the Foo Fighters only because I am obsessed with them. <laughs> I think Chris got mad. At himself. Foo Fighters should have been on mine too, damn it. Right? <laughs> I love Monkey Wrench. Tied because I loved Nirvana's sound. And to tell you the truth, was not ever really. Jesus Christ. Jenny, look behind you. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared for you for a second. <laughs> Apparently, anybody can just walk up behind me and, and murder me, and I won't know. <laughs> no, so I think that. So for Nirvana, I, I never really paid attention to. The drums. I was more paying attention to the angst that came from Kurt Cobain's voice. His, the sound, the 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 anger, the hurt. Like I was so drawn in by the way Kurt Cobain just like enveloped you into his songs. And then when the Foo Fighters came out and Dave Grohl moved over from Nirvana after Kurt Cobain's death, I was like 
amazed and flabbergasted and disappointed all at the same time in myself for not having noticed the drums in Nirvana because he's so free or not the drums. Sorry. His singing. Cause he's not the drums. Taylor Griffin. I was, was going to say he wasn't the drummer. No, but he was the drummer in Nirvana. And so it made me mad when he started singing for Foo Fighters that I never paid attention to his talent as a drummer in Nirvana because somebody who can do both, I mean, that that's a, I don't know. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Dave Grohl. Like, I would marry that man ten times over. Not just because he's very attractive, but he just seems like a down-to-earth, really good man, has a good head on his shoulders, musically inclined, can hear a good beat, knows a good song. Ugh. What about you, Chris? What's your next one? <laughs> now the, 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 now the, he's is, rethinking. is on your list. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll give you my list as I have it now. I won't add or subtract or anything. But those those would would be some honorable mentions for me. Some some uh, Nirvana and Foo Fighters, absolutely. And if we start going down that grunge road, oh man, I can name off a bunch. But my next one on the list, it's a single artist and uh, Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Who the hell is that? Yeah, I don't know that I've heard of this. Uh. From, uh, he's not like mainstream. I would have assumed. He's kind of a. Uh, he's like Tech Nine, where he produces his own stuff. Mm, he's got his own. Okay. It, but there's some skill that he has, and maybe there's some energy that he has that nobody else has that I really enjoy. Yeah. And it's beats that I don't hear anybody. I mean, it's better than what I hear on the radio. Better than what I hear other people. Oh, dude. He's good. I'll have to check it out. He's underrated. I will too. For sure. Would you, what would you classify him as? Like what genre? Oh, rap. Like straight oh, up. Oh, okay. Okay. Some of his music might be hip hop, but, but some of this shit is hardcore rap. Yeah. And it's not hardcore like, oh, the lyrics are terrible and explicit. They are explicit, but they're not the dirty lyrics that you think rap is. It, there's mm-hmm. actually, there's some stories behind it. Yeah. So it gets to like and the most of, gritty. Most good rap I've noticed does have a story below it if you listen. So I think you'll like it. Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Check it out. I even have bought all his CDs, put them in MP3, put them on one CD to put it in my car so that I've got all his music on. I no longer have a CD player in my car. I've got six of them. I ha- like, no joke, when we bought our n- new car, which we we bought it like what three year three four years ago. It was 2019. It's common. Um, CD yeah. Bill looked at come. me and he goes, he's like, "Where where's the CD player? Where where do I put the CD in?" I was like, "This doesn't have one." That's what our goes, parents were saying in the early 90s when CD players started putting or going into cars. Like, where yeah. where do I put my? There was no tape? cassette. My player. cassette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Um, next on my list. Um, this is gonna make me really, really soft. Insane. <laughs> I, I, and I don't care. I don't care. I just started listening to Lance Bass's uh, new podcast. I, it's on I will list. follow them forever. Who does? What Insync fan back in the day doesn't want them to get back together? You don't want them to get back together. I would love for them to get back together, but I feel. Like Justin is very problematic, and I would love for them to get back together without him. So here's the thing. <laughs> Marlena and I have discussed this, and we said we they could do it without him. Absolutely. JC did a lot of the vocals on that group. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Justin did some, but JC 
has just as strong of a voice. I agree. They could do it without him, which is why I say that I would love for them to get back together, but it would have to be something else. It's similar to Boys to Men. I've seen them recently in the last couple of years. They were very good. Do not get me wrong, but they are missing Michael, I believe. And it's just not the same because it's, you grow up. He, but he was the base Right, of their but that's group. the thing is I'm trying to tell you, seeing them live, that bass is really important and you can tell that the bass was very... Um... But they'd still have the bass with Lance. I, I agree. I'm just saying that I feel like they'd And they've still got the falsetto with Chris. To get back together, but it would have to be a different... Think about this. If you, and I don't know if you this has happened to you before, but uh, a movie that you loved dearly, dearly as a child, have you watched any of those movies today, 30, yes. 40 years later? Yes. Were they still hit in the same spot they did when you were a kid? Some. Some. Not all. Some. Because they just... Some, but some of the others, it's because they either they didn't age well or the special effects are just like so pathetic now. So if you could imagine could NSYNC getting together 20 years later with 20 years age, 20 years age on The Voice, and I think you would be disappointed. You'd be like... It's not the I same. I think you underestimate me. I th- I'm just obsessed, okay? Okay. I grew up with New Kids on the Block. I never got to see them in their heyday and in their prime because mom was always afraid I was going to get trampled at a concert. So I have now seen them now that I'm much older. Do not get me wrong. My eight-year-old little heart was obsessed and loved it and gorgeous. Not going to lie, though. I can stand back and go, mmm. Those vocals, they're they're they 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 gotta have a little bit of extra help. The dancing, not the, you know, still a very good show, great show. Had a blast. Would go see him again. But looking back on, obviously video video proof of what they were capable of thirty years ago to what they are now, it is a different atmosphere. I will give it that. Chris, I can exactly say what you're saying because I've seen a group that is in their 50s that are trying to do the same thing they did when they were 15, 16. And I will give you that. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. However, I still think I would be just as obsessed as I was when I was 15. Right. But at the end of the day, you're going to step back and go, oh, wow, that was different. Different. And then I'm going to be like, they've aged. So have I. (laughs) I couldn't do any better. You hold a specific value of the original in your head and when you see it again 20 years later it's not quite the same value yeah it's entertaining and it was fun it was reminiscent it was nostalgic but it's just not the same and that's fine that's fine i agree i agree i mean it's not going to be the same it's it's easy to go to those shows and and appreciate it for what it is i i'm 40 and i could not do what these people are doing on stage and they're pushing 50. So I, or older. Or older, yeah. So, like, give them credit where credit's due. However, very nostalgic in the sense that it's very, you know, you, you it transports you back to a certain time in your life where things were more carefree. And that's, I think, the best part about going and seeing those types of bands or, you know, something that was super popular and that we were obsessed with when we were younger is it just takes you to a place in time that was just so happy and carefree. And, you know, I think that's more of the appeal to it than the band itself. And I'm saying that from personal experience, like I said, having gone to see the new kids on the block, Salt and Pepper, Naughty by Nature. Oh, shit. so much fun. They were great. But oh, my God, you could tell they struggled 
at 50 some odd years old to get through a couple of songs. I will let them struggle. Like, it's okay. It's And I will tell them, it's okay. You can, like, be okay with struggling. Yep. We know that you've gotten older. It's okay. I know. And that's the thing is, like, every once in a while to go see, like, a, hey, we're going to go back and tour once, you know, and just do, like, one tour. Then it's great because it is very nostalgic. The one thing I will say about the Nikas on the Block is they seem to continue to keep touring. And at some point, it's no longer nostalgic. It's quite difficult to look at that and go okay at some point you gotta call it (laughs) hang up your coat man yeah and just go out on a high note go out on a very high note right you know like so i think that they could come back and do another tour amy without justin do kind of what like the backstreet boys did there for a while where they tour for a couple years do that fun thing and then be done again what if the whole group justin included Went in studio, released the studio album. Would that be acceptable? Because uh, I yeah. bet you that studio oh, album would sound way better than live. I don't care. Absolutely. I, like I, I will go. I'd I will go it. live. I will go studio album. I will yeah. take whatever they can give me at this point. Yeah. Give him my crack. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. 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 Speaking of, it's almost crack season with the uh, Girl Scouts. <laughs> oh. She had me thinking she was talking about something else. Yeah, I was wondering where that was going to. Like, what? What's, oh, my God. What has this podcast become? <laughs> Six episodes in. Okay. Uh, All okay, right. So we're down to our final two. Well, that was, okay. I'm, I'm down to my final one. I got one more. Yeah, okay. I've, I've got just uh, one left. Okay, so this is my last one. And then after this, I do have a list of, like, the most top-pulled people, what the top five is. So we'll we'll try to see if. Cool. Where we land with this, okay, when I'm done. I guarantee my so, top one will not be on that list. <laughs> Number two, Guns N' Roses. What? I, nothing from you two? <laughs> I, I like their stuff. I they're, they're not one of those that I constantly think about. Oh, my God. When Jimmy Fallon TV awards and was like, Guns N' fucking Roses, I was, I was beside myself. I don't care that Axl Rose is a big Oompa Loompa who had to sweat across the stage and barely could sing. I give you, that is the nostalgia for me every day, all day guns and roses. I'm I'm, I'd also like to point out to everyone, like Jenny said, a lot of her musical influence is um, (laughs) done by her aunt, Debbie. Yeah. It might actually sound like she's older when in fact she's not (laughs) that much older. Oh my gosh. I was born in 82. Guns and roses were really popular in like 87 to like 92. So I wasn't that old. Yeah, but that's Jesus. generally like not the age. You I will say Rush is probably the one of the older ones, and the Beatles are they're pretty old. But I didn't like anything my elder generations liked. I was that re- rebellious. Country, were. back yes. off. Old old rock, back off. Where's my rap and my grunge? Okay, so Chris, you're number one. Well, it's not number one. These are not in order. B.I.G. That's not a band. He's a one man. Same with Ace Hood. I, I agree. I would have picked him too if I was going like same killer artists. He's he's on my um, solo artist top five. Okay, but yeah, For I'll sure. give that to you. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Especially Ready to Die. That was, was it Ready to Die? Was that his first one or 
Is that his last one? <laughs> what was his first one? Born to... Whoa. Oh my god, that's going to drive me nuts. What the hell was that? With all of them on my phone nowadays, his MP3s are in the CD player. I don't even... You don't see album names or covers anymore. His first album, Ready to Die. That's not right. No, his last... I thought it was a two CD 94 album. 94 was Ready to Die. 97 was Life After Death. Damn it. Oh. That's where we're wrong. Yeah. You're thinking Life After Death. Ready to Die was this. Yeah, because Ready to Die had... Uh, wasn't it going back to Cali and oh good stuff. good stuff. Absolutely. He he would be he would be in my top three for single. Well, I see when I hear top bands, I I kind of generalize that and and think musical Musician. musical mm. entities, whether it's a yeah. one or a ten, you know. I could I, and I and I totally get that. Hence why I asked um, how yeah. you were classifying it. See, and I was doing like bands, groups, more than one person that, Same. you know. Those two honorable mentions, we could we could put those in my single artist <laughs> spots. There you Food go. Fighters and Nirvana. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, Amy, what would be your top? Okay, so this is the one that I pull from my older generation. Oh my God, if you say Paul Revere and the Raiders. No, 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 no. Um, this one the beach boys oh good good choice okay okay i could i can handle that i can they would be an honorable mention for me they when i think and again this is solely me um i tend to listen to more beach boys than i do okay and especially now being back in california like the sunshine the music just it I warms your soul beach boys were a little more uh rambunctious loud and obnoxious yeah over beatles beatles were yeah. more of your kind of relaxing goody. chill you know yeah. normal until music. they got a little later on yeah and Sergeant then they like when they yeah and they grew their little... hair out and yeah <laughs> well yeah. still sergeant pepper that's not that hard of a rock song no. no, no, no! It, not their music itself, but that their album, where their they personality, to grow out their hair, more hippie. Yeah, at that point, Strawberry Fields. Yes, they, they were probably Lucy in the Sky. Yes, think they were They're doing acid. About, uh, oh, with Lucy, Lucy in the Sky, sky absolutely acid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's what a, the song is about. Yeah. LSD. Oh, so then you know they were Lucy on it. Sky Diamonds. LSD. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. LSD. Oh, they were wow. <laughs> Did you not know that? No, I had no idea. I I wasn't that close to the Beatles. I I appreciate their music, and I do think they deserve the awards that they've gotten, but they're just not my cup of tea. Right. And that's fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. I I do have to say that whenever – I don't go out of my way to listen to their music, but whenever their songs come on the radio, like, you have to turn it up. You have to listen. You know the words. You sing along. You you bebop around. I don't go out of my way to listen, but I wouldn't turn a song off, like, at all. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Jenny. Okay, so can any of you guess what my number one is? Led Zeppelin. No, Amy. The only thing, other thing I can think of is in sync. Metallica. Uh, oh my god, my god. Chris is like, what the hell? I didn't think of them. <laughs> when I got the word what we were doing tonight, I was at work at my <laughs> desk, and I'm like, all right, what does my music say? All my top favorite artists are. Oh, okay, okay, here we go. Yep, yep. See, here's my thing with 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 favorite artists. I try my favorite artists. All these people on this list are people that I try not to listen to often because when I listen to them, I really want to enjoy it. and I don't want to feel overplayed right now. Everything is so overplayed on the radio, depending on what genre you're in. Same with NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I was in high school. So at the time, the overplay was great. 
Um, but Metallica, Guns N' Roses, in, uh, uh, Rush, all these, I don't go out of my way to listen to them unless I'm like feeling the mood. And then I can just jam all day and not feel like I've overheard these songs. I've heard them 10 times. I've heard them 12 times. I'm tired of them. You know what I mean? Like, these are groups that I go out of my way to like zen to. Yes, and Metallica is. And I ugh. think Metallica deserves a ca- for me anyway deserves a caveat because there was a time where they kind of it was it was right after two thousand. It was fuel and refuel that you're thinking of. Yeah, at, where they kind of sold out. Yeah, they they just weren't the same. Thing. I mean, look, anybody that listened to Metallica in the early '80s would say the same thing about the ones we like and hold dear to our heart. Right, like I'm obsessed with one and Injustice for All. And the ones that like Battery and Master of Puppets are like, what what kind of classical music are you guys listening to, you know? And now here we are saying the same thing about their third rendition for their third generation of music listeners. Yes, yes. So I guess that means two things. They're they're keeping up with the times. But still maintaining their individuality. They're still staying Metallica, but trying to cater a little bit to each generation i think is the better word than cater well and cater in the sense that like they alter it just enough to fit the newest but still maintain although i do really think that fuel and refuel they went a little too far off the path i did enjoy the albums they're good music but it was very radio friendly yeah whereas other stuff was not radio friendly in 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 the ears of of top 50 or top 10 or top 100 or whatever it was just it was the nitty gritty good music so have you guys and i think fuel what have you guys uh, think back into your teenage years when cd's buying cd's was a thing and a fun thing to do it's something that you looked forward to you're like yeah i'm buying that new whitney houston cd i'm going to listen to <laughs> that certain Ace song ace of bass or Ace of Bay, yeah, whatever <laughs> it was. And and you bought it for a specific song or two? Yes, but yes. Now, listen, here's my question. Is there any time, any band that you can think of that listening to the rest, the B-sides, the stuff that never hit the radio, was actually better than what was on the radio? Yes. Yeah. Like, for me, there's too many to name. Exactly. That popular song sold me the CD, but yeah. actually, I like the rest of it better, maybe... Because it's not overplayed. Correct. And maybe that's part of it. Um, There's one in particular more recently. Um, I didn't buy the album. I, um, well, not like in physical form. I listened to it. Um, Macklemore's The Heist. Really? Yes. So his, his radio stuff was fine. I liked it. But there's so many songs on there. Jimmy Iovine, um... Uh, my oh my that one takes me back my oh my it, like he's got clips from the 1995 mariners championship game in that song he's got like dave Niehaus voice mm. in that in that like and here's the other thing too that one i think spoke to me a little more because that one came out well after grandma passed away but that one made me think back to summer's yeah. On Grandma's porch, listening yeah. to the radio, listening to Dave Niehaus call the yep. baseball games. Yep, because that reminds that, me of Grandma Norma. Yeah, it's just that was so... the only way we ever like. Grandma kept up always with the had games. it on the TV, but turned the TV down and turned the radio up because she wanted to hear Dave Niehaus call the game. 
See, and anytime we listened to it, we were outside. We didn't have a TV out there, so it was literally just her old piece of crap radio. AM, FM radio. <laughs> yes, that, like, you couldn't even really quite dial it in to get rid of that static. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but those were the days, man. So the one album that sticks out to me where I feel like I bought it for the one song, but then found myself obsessed with the rest of the album, and you guys are going to find this quite strange. You might not even know this, this artist's name, but it was... Um, Sarah McLaughlin's surfacing album. Of course. Of so, course. So like I bought it because of like I think it was Angel in okay. the arms of an angel or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think she had maybe two singles off that song. <clears throat> and of course I bought it for like that one song. And then I listened to the rest of it. And let me tell you, going through your female angsty teen years. You needed the song that you wanted to get angry and mean at, which for me was Metallica. But then you needed that that album that made you cry, the good cry, and oh, the world's out to get me. And that whole album, that whole album, to this day, I will always remember that was the first album where I bought it for the one song, like you said, Chris, and then I fell in love with every other song. Just and and it, to this day, twenty what it was ninety, so what twenty five years later, and it's still like the yep. first one that I remember falling in love with everything else i'm sure there's been many since then but like that one sticks in my mind is there any cds that you have to listen to front to back or or beginning to end no not for me see i have some nostalgic cds that i used to listen to that way and now today if i hear a song uh no no we start over we're starting over (laughs) well I feel like there's some albums where you listen to them so many times. I've found myself, like, if I hear it on the radio, I'm automatically going into the next song on the yeah, album. Yeah, And And it's a radio, so it goes in. And then I find myself going, oh, that's not... Because I've listened to it so much that I just know it like the back of my hand. And so when I hear it on the radio and I don't automatically go into that next song... I've had that happen, Chris. So maybe that's the same thing you're kind of talking about. I don't know that I necessarily have to listen to it. But I have so much that I just know what the next song is. I know that next beat. I know. All right. I might embarrass myself here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name. Maybe you girls can help me. It's a it's a boy band. It's not it's not in sync or Backstreet Boys or anything like that. This is before them. They were like a uh, boys to men band, kind of a boy band like that. I remember the specific CD. 98 had... Degrees? No, no. I think I know who he's talking about, but I'm trying to wait for him to. There's like six of them, maybe four of them, five of them. There's a bunch of them. The only one I can think of with that many is Menudo. Never heard of them. I think I know who he's talking about. What's the song you're thinking of? Well, I might have to play, find a song to, to... Can you remember like the, like the chorus? No, the whole song is one, one song to me. Okay. Okay. Because I have a feeling, I have a couple of bands in mind that I think you're thinking of. Gosh, I don't even know how to... start looking for it because i don't even so there's either soul for real no which is the candy rain song no new edition new it no no belbib devoe no who sang poison it's along Um, the lines of new edition or somewhere that that rings a bell but it's not them maybe it was maybe it was are you sure it's not new edition with with bell with uh what bill bevins and and uh it's not bill bevins what's his name something bevins and uh what's his butt Jesus Christ. Bobby Brown. I think it might be New Edition. The album cover, yes, Home Again. It's New Edition. 
Oh. Yep. <laughs> Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill, Ronnie DeVoe, and Ricky Bell. Because Ricky Bell and Ronnie DeVoe created Bell Biv DeVoe. Yes. After New Edition split up. I have to listen to this whole CD. Yeah, that's as... New Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Edition. You were that's right. That's like 90 or 80, what, 84, 85? No, no, no. This was 90s. No. New Edition. Oh, are you thinking Jodeci? There was Jodeci. Come and talk to me. No, not Jodeci. Jodeci, I remember them on the radio too, though. Or two live crew. I was never allowed to listen to them. <laughs> okay, so is that everybody's top one? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so here is, <clears throat> according to IMDb, which is, you know, the apparently, the top five bands. Now, it doesn't say, it just says the 100 greatest pop and rock bands. So the top five. It doesn't say what sort of criteria needed to be made to reach these. But number five is Pink Floyd. They're okay. <laughs> I haven't okay. done enough acid to really enjoy their music. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't listen to Dark Side of the Moon while watching um, uh, Alice in Wonderland? No, but that sounds wild. Dude, what you need to do is now that it's absolutely 100% legal in Washington State, let's preface that, is go to the Seattle Science Center, get high as hell, and go to their laser show that they have to oh. Dark Side of At the Moon. EMP? Oh. I have not done it because I have not lived in Washington State. It became legal, but I did go for my 16th birthday. Debbie took me to go see just like the laser show. It was so much fun. Yeah, I've been oh to the laser, laser shows before, but not yeah. high. Well, we hear it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. And I'm going to keep in mind, all top five of these, only one of them is on any one of our lists. And okay? I'm going to guess it's the Beatles. Number four is The Doors. That's, that is a good um, honorable mention for me. I don't even know that they'd be an honorable mention for me. Mm. I I don't know that there was a lot of albums of theirs that I didn't like. I mean, I and like I, their albums, I, but I don't I, know that. I'd also like to preface this with um, that one was not one of the ones that I got into based on who I was raised by. That one I ended up getting into like late teens, early 20s, totally on my own. Yeah. Chris? Uh, I mean, they, they've got their influence. I've played some video games and watched some movies and stuff where their song is absolutely fitting. But it's they're they're just they're before my time, and that was a rebellious yeah. time for me. So <laughs> I don't listen to or enjoy anything from my elders. I pick my own path. <laughs> okay, number three, Led Zepp, definitely an honorable mention. Yeah, absolutely. Chris says no. I'll say the same thing <laughs> I said about the the Doors. They're influential, but yeah. <laughs> not for you. Nah. I think their music's timeless. That's what I'll say is that it doesn't matter if you listen to it now or it's got its own sale. I th- um okay number woo, where did it go number two the Rolling Stones not surprised there yeah not, not surprised there yeah they deserve it but that one their stuff isn't that influential for me so see that's just so weird because I feel like if I would prefer Aerosmith over the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. I feel like they're more of a you know. Well, they were closer to your generation, our generation. Well, yeah, but I also feel like they're influential in the sense that, like, don't get me wrong, I teach my kids good music. They know Aerosmith. They know Led Zeppelin. They, But Rolling Stones, not so much. I just feel like 
it doesn't speak across as many generations as let's say Aerosmith or or some of the other ones do. Like I think it's very, very indicative of its time. And Aerosmith kind of changed sort of like Metallica did just a little to kind of stick and be relevant, but still maintain some of their anonym or their, their autonomy. But I think the Rolling Stones have kept the same. I don't the same I don't sound. Feel like they've evolved. The, yeah, they've had yeah. the same sound. Okay, quick. Not thing. to say that they're not good. Quick thing. One of my most favorite Aerosmith songs that it shouldn't be one of my favorites because it's fucking ridiculous. It's Pink. It's a good song. <laughs> I fucking love that song. I don't know why. Chris, <laughs> no words. No opinion. <laughs> my. So I, you know, out of all of like the deep tracks, I don't know that I could, but like all the radio songs, he just dumped whatever she was drinking all the way down her. <clears throat> um, so I, and I know that it's like so cliche, but sweet emotion just gets you right in the feels. And I have to admit. I, I can't think of anything other than Dazed and Confused exactly. when I, cannot, I hear that song. Yes. It takes me to Dazed and Confused. And see, that's what I was saying earlier about some of the music that I've heard in video games or mu- movies. They hold their spot perfect. They're they're absolutely, and I enjoy them in those spots. But that's the only reason I enjoy them, really. I mean, if I had not been really introduced to them or not introduced, but uh, uh, experienced them in that way, I I wouldn't have known any difference. And let me guess, number one. Is the Beatles. Of course it is. I'm absolutely not surprised. They definitely are honorable mention in my list. However, um, like I said, the Beach Boys slipped in there um, just above them. Just because I I don't know why. Just something about that. And Chris, don't you remember singing some Beach Boys songs in choir? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Beach Boys and Beatles, for sure. Both of them. Well, yeah. So I'm not going to go through all of the top 100. But I am going to try to go off of what we created each of us on our top five to see where any of these bands may or may not have landed on this top 100 so uh the beach boys fall at number six and, and one is so, the highest i i take it yes yes okay, okay um nirvana falls at number 13 oh wow not surprised <laughs> um let's see here Let's keep going. There's a lot of good bands here that I cannot believe none of us thought about. So in all fairness, I did go through the Rolling Stones um, <laughs> top 100 to see if any of them stood out, but they didn't hit it for me. Guns N' Roses is number 45. And where was that? on? That was on yours? That's okay. below Nirvana? Yep. I mean, I like Nirvana, but that surprises me. The Beastie Boys fall at number 74. Um, Let's see here. Metallica. Falls at 87. Beastie outranked Metallica? Metallica. Wow. That's not right. Right? And I feel like now that I've looked at this list, we might have jumped over a lot of people and like completely like are going to be flat. Like that look that Chris gave earlier when I would mention some of these. Let's see here. Uh, the Number seven is The Who. Eight, no. Simon and Garfunkel. I, I mean, I like their stuff. But right. No. Number nine, U2. Yeah. Number 10, I've never even heard of this band. They're called Cream from 1966. So are this and that is uh, aptly themed for tonight. It is music themed. Um, so hip hop or rap? Ginny? Not. I don't know. I probably. Chris looks like he has an answer. Well, Chris, why don't you? I have an answer for both. Let me explain. Uh, if I'm around people, hip hop, through and through hip hop. Rap seems to be not so, buddy, uh, so many people's cup of tea. 
where rap is definitely not everybody's cup of tea. I can get away with hip hop here and I can't get away with playing Ace Hood when grandma's sitting in the car. I can play some hip hop because it's just kind of low key, you know, groovy, catchy, but not Ace Hood. Okay, so if you're home alone, just all by yourself, what do you prefer? All of it. In fact, I just discovered that my Alexa will play my thumbprint radio. And when she does, it's kind of everything. I'm I am going to embarrass myself again. I I'm even enjoyed some country songs. Songs, not music. Songs. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, but it's never been me. It's never I, been I mean, me. I'll it's give you that. It's not me either, but I will definitely... I've gotten into it more as I've gotten older, um, and it's more of the newer country that's not as um, my dog ran away, my truck broke down, that kind of stuff. It's more, it's, um, I think it's Walker Hayes and his song AA. He's trying to keep his daughter off the pole and his son out of jail. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but. <laughs> oh, I I dig it. Um I heard that one actually on New Year's last year. So going into 22, I heard that one, and I was like, I, I can dig that one. <laughs> Well, as a dad, that's kind of your job. Keep keep your boys off the streets and your daughters off the poles. Actually, keep all your kids off the streets. So before I answer this question, I did just Google the top uh, highest selling single artist of all time. Give me a guess on who. Eminem. Tupac. Elvis Presley. Elvis. Even today. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The top five. Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Elton John. And Mariah. Worthy contenders. Eminem is number 16. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's surprising. So going yeah. back to yours, Jenny, hip-hop, yeah. rap. Um, I'm, I, I, I feel like uh, I probably would have to say hip-hop. And I say that because, by the way, Chris, is that good? What you're drinking? Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what You've I paid. have already gone through half of it. I don't know what I paid for it, but it's 15%, so I'm trying to be nice to it. <laughs> no, I would I'm trying okay, to be nice so to I myself. would have to say hip hop, <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because don't get me wrong, I I really do like some of those deep tracks, you know, that are on like Biggie or Tupac's album. But I would have to say that if I'm listening to rap, I am very basic white girl when it comes to radio ver not versions, but like radio friendly, as in like something that the studio has allowed them to make. Uh, edited down version to put it on the radio i don't listen to as many deep tracks and rap as a pop pop is rap like california yeah. love to me isn't necessarily rap it's an r&b song r&b because it's it's not slow but it's like a it's a jam like it's got a feel it's got a groove sort of thing so like i'd probably swing towards i think hip-hop is maybe a uh better defined as a hybrid between r&b and rap Yes. 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 Because R and B, I would think of more of like your love songs, your slow jams. Yeah. Rap your is hardcore, to and like to your face, and hip hop is like a really good marriage of the two. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree, Chris. You put that. Yeah. So I would go yeah. more towards hip hop. Um, I'm gonna lean more towards rap just because I think I have more rap on my <laughs> thumbprint um playlist. Can, can I, I ask think. who your favorite? Or your top played rap artist is? Oh, Eminem. That's a good question. Oh, Eminem. Duh. Absolutely. Like, hands <laughs> down. And a, a, there's a lot of his new stuff that I actually do like, so. I actually like it's more uh, packs a punch. It does. And it's not just being mean. Because I feel yeah. like in the late 90s, early 2000s, when it came out, it was really just shock value. 
Um, and well, this a lot of is, that was like, you know, a lot of his background. And so it was shocking. But this stuff so. is more uh, meaningful and like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I need to check it out because the stuff that I think he's weird about is several years old. So maybe he's. I'll send you a couple. I'll send you a couple yeah. of my favorites from more recent. Okay. Yeah, he's he's he's, and I feel like none of the stuff he's really released in the last couple of years, if it's gone on the radio, has been any good. He is one that I would listen to all the deep tracks on the radio or on the album, and um, like those more than what I would hear on the radio. The, the there's one that's a. I don't want to say recent because it's still been a few years. Was this uh, the title track for Venom? So does so does L. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's obsessed. It and I had kinda weaned away from Eminem at that point. And so when L had brought this to my attention, I was like, Oh my god, like and I listened to it, it's like that's actually kind of a kind of a, it's good, got beat a good beat. And it sounds like him, but it's uh, it's different. Chris, you should totally check it out. I like th- there's a song with Eminem and Logic. It's uh I can't remember the name of it, but the two of them oh my, the video you have to listen to the song with the video. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, homicide. Homicide. Yes, that's the one. I don't have that one on my playlist. Do you, I'll have to listen to that And Logic one. almost made my list, but he is not old enough to be on my list. I mean, you know, like... I have, he hasn't been around long He hasn't enough. established himself yet. Or at least with me. Maybe he has, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I haven't known of him long enough, so I haven't listened and to Amy, him. And Amy, if you're looking for it, it's a Logic song that features no, I, Eminem. No, yeah. I saw it. It's just, okay. it's not on my liked thing, oh, so yeah. it's not on my thumbprint radio yet. That's so. a good song. Yeah, I'll and, have to add that. To me, that is that is reminiscent of, of who Eminem's becoming and is now. Like, if you listen to his stuff, if you like that song, you're going to like most of the stuff he's put out since then. Okay, I'll check it out. Because I've always liked Eminem. I liked him up until probably, like, early 2010s, like the oh, yeah. 11, 12. I was like, dude, no, what? I would say go back two, three years. In the last two or three years, maybe four. He's He's got some good stuff that's that's out. And it's, it's, I don't the know, I the like album, it. Music to be Murdered by. I remember that. That's not that old. That's like 19, 18. I don't know. I just, the, the album, Music to be Murdered by. Yeah, that's um, 18, 19. It's not that yeah, old. It, it's not. It's not. It's just, yeah. Um, I think we already know how we're going to vote on this, but... Beatles or Rolling Stones, Chris? I'll say Beatles, too, just because I'm more familiar with them. I, I, I mean, I, personally, not not personally familiar with them, but I'm familiar with their music more. You could identify more of their music. Well, I did, I did their songs in high school, so. Yeah, I will go with the same. Uh, moving on, um, Biggie. Mine's easy to determine. Yours is Biggie. Yeah. How about you, Jenny? Which is, which is really funny because, I again, remember... We all grew up on the West Coast. <laughs> I love Biggie. Do not get me wrong. Like I like I said, he could be tied for my top, but if I had to pick one over the other, it would more than likely be Tupac. That is a hard one. Oh, I mean, for a, a lot of people, one. that's a hard one because it's like, mm-hmm. can I share? Can I give half yeah. a point to both? They're both so great in their own ways. Like it's it. W- <sighs> that's how I would be too. I I appreciate both. Um, but I lean more toward Biggie. Um, and I've also, I've also noticed that when it comes to the East coast, West coast rap, other than Dre, Snoop, Nate Dogg, which is everybody the long beach, the, the, the long beach crew. I tend to Biggie. So besides There's Biggie, Nas. what, what else is East coast? 
Nas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. I like him. Yeah, but, Nas is East Coast. But then you would also have to include Jay-Z at that point. Where's Obi and Trice I do like from? Some of, I, I he's like, from Detroit. Well, he's more more East Coast than West Coast. I like Obi mm-hmm. Trice. He's, yep. he's cool. See, and then Eminem, because he was influenced mostly by Dre, he has more of the West Coast beat than... Yeah, which is why I'm more of a Dre, Tupac, Snoop... Uh, Eminem, uh, Nate Dogg, uh, what's his butt? Sings, this is how we do it. Montel, Montel Jordan. Jordan. Like, I'm I'm definitely more West Coast. Definitely. Like, if I had to pick one or the other, I love them both. It would be hard to pick between Tupac and Biggie just because they're so great. But if I had to pick one genre of rap over the other, it would definitely be hands down. Overall-wise, yes, because... If I didn't pick West Coast, then I'd lose out on Dre. I'd lose out on Snoop. I'd lose out on Nate Dogg. I'd lose out on 213. Mm. But I seriously, like in my late teens, early 20s years, I listened to it. And to me, that was. I do like Nas. I'd, I wonder if Biggie and Tupac were separated by five, 10 years, if that would make a difference in True. anybody's decision on who they like better. That's that's a very good point. Because I think then if it did, it would become more determined that it's a generational thing rather than, yeah. you know. So, yeah, but that's for right point. now, you're fighting over a sound. Well, yeah, at the same uh, time. Know? And you can't, I mean, yeah. if you're forced to pick one over the other, you got to pick one or the other. It really just depends on if you, I feel like, I feel like the West Coast had more of a, even though it's nitty gritty, all of their, their, their wording is is deep the feel of the west coast to me is a little more upbeat and the east coast is more nitty-gritty and yeah, more yeah, yeah. dirty yeah. and more not dirty in a bad grimy. way but just grungy and grimy and and i don't know i just which is why i would veer towards well, the, the west coast. coast felt more like airy and 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 like beach vibes sunny. and we're all ready yes. to party and we're all trying to chill yes. and just hang out whereas the east coast was everybody's fighting everybody's you know it which is very much indicative of la and new york new york was very nitty-gritty and dirty and had you know not that la didn't have the the gangs and stuff but it's a different vibe Well, and that comes out in their style because you know, I mean, you know that L.A. has got one vibe and New York's got another vibe. So they're rapping very close to their surroundings, their environment, you know. Yeah, that would be hard, though, to have to pick. But, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Tupac. All right. I apparently am not the same as you two because you both went Biggie and I did Tupac, so. Well, (laughs) her music taste is mine. Yeah, like it's all of my music is determined actually mostly by you guys. Like all of my my younger stuff, that was all Chris, and then like my teens and stuff, that was that was mostly you. Um, So here's a fun one for Ginny and I. I don't know how Chris is gonna feel about this one. In sync or Backstreet Boys? In sync. Backstreet Boys. (laughs) He's just saying it to be. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because he went to one of their concerts. Yeah, I went with you to that one concert, and I I think I even had. What was that, Millennium CD? Yeah. I I had that one. I didn't have any any NSYNC stuff. No. But I had that Backstreet Boy CD, that one. And I, I'm i not surprised that actually he went that way. I'm obviously going NSYNC. Hands um, down. Yeah. Hands down. That one that was a little less off than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> country or rock? Rock. Rock. It depends on what kind of rock. Because like I said, if we're going like today's country and today's rock, I'm going with today's country. Today's country might as well be rock. 
mm, quote unquote, true. because they're trying yeah. too hard to veer away from the twangy. And then it's like now everything is is I mean, shit here. They play country music on the regular radio station because it's it's a crossover. No, it's country. <laughs> like, I would rather just listen to rock. OK, that's fair. Um, Would you rather make a playlist or listen to your music on tra- shuffle? Yeah, shuffle. Same. Like, really? I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If like, you're making no, a playlist, it's not really a shuffle. It's you know what's going to come. You just don't know yeah. what order. Where shuffle yeah. is just absolutely random. Right. Absolutely. And I love just about everything. There's very few songs that I'll skip over. Same. Um, and there's very, very few times um, when I am in the shittiest mood in the world, I will put on a playlist, but it is not my playlist. It is a Spotify playlist. And I literally just type in angry. Yeah. And then it'll t- like it'll play angry songs. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Well, that's, that's nice sometimes when you're like in a mood. Yeah. That's today's way of making a playlist. Ex- well, that's true. That's right. true. Automatically curated. But, but for the most still part, got it is. some surprise. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, because you don't know. But it it definitely does narrow down. Yeah. Like Chris said, it, it's today's way of making a playlist. It's a way of narrowing it down without specifically picking, you yeah. know, songs off of a, you know, But Apple it's very playlist. rare that I do that. Um, it's very rare. So um, now this one. I made up by myself, and I'm actually very curious. Do you prefer to pay attention more to the lyric, the melody, or the beat, or whatever you want to call it? This is an interesting time in my life that you have to ask that question, because now it's becoming both. I always used to be the sound. Who gives a shit about the words? That I don't care about the words. I care about how the sound of the words fit with the music, because to me, the words are just another instrument, where now... I am a little more cautious of the vibes that I put into my head. You know what I mean? So I okay. care more about the words that I'm hearing subconscious. And and, okay. and that would be uh, Ace Hood. I found Ace Hood by switching from my mainstream, what you hear on the radio, what they want me to listen to. I find what I, I'm finding what I want. And I find that what I want to listen to is far more cleaner and um, lighter in the lyric than what the radio wants. Interesting. What about you, Jenny? Um, I think I find myself a little more geared towards the sound because it's about usually when I'm way sound super. That's what speaks to you. Uh, yeah, it's what speaks to you. And the words kind of come after the fact. Like if, if the sound, I'll pay attention to the words, which then means it's kind of like an all-encompassing thing. But if the sound doesn't grab me, it doesn't matter what the words are saying. Because right. then at that point, I might as well just be reading a book or listening to a poem or whatever. Because let's be real a lot of songs are not formatted like that, but could be written or read as a poem or as a mini, you know, like story. So like, I don't want to say it's all about the sound, but I would say like, if it's like 70% sound, 30% lyrics, you know, if the sound is great, but the lyrics are just bullshit, it's hard to maintain that interest for years and years and years. You know, it might be a passing enjoyment for a minute, but probably. See, about you, I'm, I'm going to lean more, more sound than you. I'm going to say 80-20. 80% is about the sound. Um, because there are so many songs that I go back and listen to. And I'm like, I had no idea that that's what that song was about. And even now, someone will tell me, oh, hey, that song is about 
their daughter committing suicide or whatever and i'm like yeah mm -hmm. how, how how do you how did you hear that and they're like just listen to the words and i'm like that's not what i heard at all i heard something totally different because i heard the music and that's what spoke to me but what's really cool is that people can like interpret things so differently like what they write might not be how you interpreted it or how chris interprets it so it's interesting how sometimes words can be so i don't want to say divisive that's not the word I'm looking for, but really could mean so many different things to whatever moment in time you're at. Yeah. So lyric is definitely important, but if the sound isn't maintaining your interest and it doesn't have a, a vibe to it, it's sometimes hard to get past it enough to even pay attention. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But like I said, even now, there's a lot of music that either I don't know until someone tells me, oh, hey, that this is what that song is about, and then I'll listen to it. And I'm like... Oh, oh yeah. That song for me would be the third eye blind, semi, semi charmed kind of life. Yeah, I knew every word to that song because it was just easy to catch, you know. And somebody mm -hmm. finally told me one day, "Do you know what that song is about?" I'm like, "I don't care. Some girl on a beach and her sand toes, whatever, you know." And they're like, "They told me what it was about," and I'm like, "What? What? Shut up! Listen to it again." And you're trying to think you're you're listening to it with that kind of a mind or mind frame. And you're like, whoa, they ain't kidding. So on that topic, there is um, a song, is it? And I can't think of the um, I'm But it's a song that was like super popular when we were all in high school. And it turns out it's all about him taking his girlfriend to go get an abortion on like Christmas Eve. And like, um, what's the name of the song, Amy? Because like, once you want to say it was ever clear. No, it's not ever clear. It's like sure. Macy Underground or uh, not Marcy Playground. Mar Marcy Playground. Because it's yeah. it came out around the same time as Sex and Candy. Yeah. But it's not Sex and Candy. But it came out around the same time. And it's literally like it was a song that we all sang. We all loved it. And I nobody probably listened had that really. CD. Yeah, and nobody listened to the lyrics, and then all of a sudden one day it was, he's talking about taking his girlfriend to an abortion clinic and having to sell their Christmas presents they got from their parents to pay for it. Like, he drops her off at the abortion clinic, and then he takes all of their Christmas presents, sells them all to a pawn shop to come back to pay for the abortion, and it, that is not what we were singing, but it was what we were singing. Like, and it, again... The vibe, like the sound was there, the vibe was there that it like, you didn't even notice the heaviness of the words because it just like sucked you in. And it's going to drive me nuts because now I cannot think of this name. Like, There's a lot of uh, songs out there. Or, or there has to be a lot of songs out there. I mean, if those are some that we can, can just identify just by talking about this subject quickly or, you yeah. know, there's got to be a oh, lot totally. out there that are stories behind a good vibe that you don't catch on to that sell millions so yep. i'd i'd also like to point out though that before i got into music music ah um, what i just remembered it? it i just remembered it which one i was singing it in my head it's ben folds five um something playground ben folds five ben folds five uh, brick brick by ben folds five i did like that song yep Yep. Sorry. I like, it just totally came to me. I was like, I remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're fine. So, um, but going back, I, I, my introduction to music started, I mean, granted, yes, people listened to music around me before this, but I was in ballet when I was six. So all of my music is all orchestral. 
it was all purely music there was no no lyrics no nothing that's where i fell in love with it and i still still have an obsession with classical music to this day and i have classical music on my rotation yeah do that okay what's our last or there more that that was our last one was the lyrics or melody all right well amy where can they find us at uh, you can email us at Ginny and Amy podcast at gmail.com. That's G I N N Y A N D A M Y podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at bitching siblings podcast. Please send us all your thoughts and considerations and topics and all that kind of fun stuff. We love hearing from you guys. And, and then, then don't forget to uh, like and share our podcast uh, with your friends. Um, give us five-star ratings. Uh, review us. Give us any feedback you can so that we know how we're doing. No, they need to give us five and a half stars. Well, they only okay. allow five. Well, the other half is for me. Oh. And everybody, we are available on all of streaming the platforms. platforms. So find yes. us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio. And I think there's also a Google podcast or something. There is on. a Google podcast and there's also Amazon podcast. And we're on all of them. So find yes. us which on everyone you listen to. And if there's anyone that you listen to that you can't find us on, shoot us a message and I'll see about getting us on there. Yeah, because we also had technical difficulties last week and it only launched on a few platforms. So if you don't see it, tell us. Yeah, because otherwise we may not know. Well, I, that's how I found out. We had a couple <laughs> of listeners that were messaging me asking where it was at. Chris, Good thanks for joining us again. Any last words, Chris? Yeah, well, my night's not over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's past my bedtime, so I'm going to go wash my face and go get some beauty sleep. You guys have a great night. You, you might need like 12 hours, man. Shut your mouth. Good to hang out <laughs> with you girls. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.